This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community. This program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course course language. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Cubby House for the 14th of January, 2013. I'm Cookie. And I'm Kevin. Who what? Hello. How are you, my good man? Oh, getting over jet lag. Really? Yeah, it seems to have knocked me around. When did you land? Uh, At 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. Ouch, ouch. Um, um, Were the buses even running that time for you to get home? (laughs) This is a bus. We've got a private limo to take us home, thank you. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, right. Well, I'm sure you'll talk about all that and more uh, coming up later in the show when you recap your European troop. Um, now, our guest tonight is uh, a one Mr. Christopher Banks, who we'll be getting on shortly, and we'll be covering a, an issue which I know I felt at Carnival yesterday, but I think we'll talk about it more generally, and that's anxiety. So if you're, you're feeling a little bit uh, nervous or cooped up there at the Carnival, we're going to have a bit of a chat as to why you might have been feeling like that and what you can do to relieve it. Uh, now, Kevin, something about NASA's latest... Ideology. <laughs> we'll be covering a couple of things. Uh, the one that actually hit me, it was an article released on the 4th of January. It's whether the moon is lonely. And a little bit more on that later on in the show. I won't spoil anything. Is the moon lonely? Wow. All right. Well, and finally, to wrap up the show, we've got Kink Corner. And I've got a few topics in the Kink Corner, which I'm going to see Kevin squeam and squirm over. (laughs) I'm worried already. (laughs) Excellent. All that and much more here in the Cubby House for the next hour. Now, we would like your feedback on 0427JOY949 for the question, what social gathering would you like to be part of but have reservations attending. Now, if you aren't near a phone, which I'm sure most of you would be, or if not listening on the Joy 94.9 phone app, here are some other ways to get in contact with us. Want to have your say on The Cubby House Project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash The Cubby House. The Cubby House Project on Joy 94.9. You're on Joy 94.9 with The Cubby House, hosted by Viking and O Coke. And I'm going to explain that in a minute because we're going to also introduce one of our guests tonight. It is Mr. Christopher Banks. How are you, sir? I'm spiffing. Yay! Thank you. Now I can actually see you visually rather than reflected through the glass. Because uh, it, it was a giant monitor blocking my head. Thanks That's for right. context there. Okay. Uh, spiffing or spiffy? I don't know what spiffy is. All right. Sounds like a dodgy cartoon character. Must be one of you know, all those hip young people are using nowadays. Never mind. Is it really? Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> they should just stop talking altogether. Ah, oh, be nice, be nice. But yes, welcome to the show. Welcome. Sure. Great. 
Yay. Now, instead of, instead of putting you through the rapid-fire questions, which we used to do many, many years ago, uh, I've devised a new way of introducing you, and that's pitting you off against this man here, Viking, and putting you in a quiz, a word quiz. And the reason I've called you Viking, if you rearrange the letters of Kevin... Oh, really? You come up with oh. Viking and O-Coke. Oi-Coke is cookie. Oh, okay. Can you, can you see where this is going? Mm. This is going to a word quiz we're calling <laughs> This, That, or The Other. Now, I will be alternating between the two of you and giving you an item, and you're going to have to tell me which category it falls in. And the categories today are types of cheese, mm. dance moves, and characters from Moby Dick. So if I said <laughs> Mimolette, Kevin, what do you think I'd be talking about? Uh... Can you repeat it? Mimolette. Wow, I'm so out of my depth here. I'm going to go with dance move. You'd be incorrect. You'd probably slip on something that's hard cheese, similar to Edom. Okay. Okay. So you're getting getting the idea of how this is going? Yeah, this is going to be a display of how ignorant I am. This is going to be great for the listeners. So uh, I had on. absolutely no idea what that was either. I, again, I, I think it, it sounded to me like a dodgy cartoon character. I've just, it's a theme, obviously. I've just got porn cartoons in my head. They've just been running oh, running through my can head. I, can I just jump in your head? Never mind. Never mind. Uh, Continue. All right. So we're going to go through a, a list of uh, items, and we'll start with Chris. Can you please tell me what Queequeg is um, well, I would say that that would be a dance move. It you, sounds it sounds like a dance move. You would be incorrect, Kevin. Do you want to have a good crack at this one? Queequeg. It's a character from Moby Dick. You are correct, Woo-hoo! and you get one point. So I'm, I'm actually going to grade you to you this one. Oh, great! There are oh. points. I haven't read Moby Dick. Neither have I. That's yeah. fine, Kevin. Cabriolet. Sorry, cheese. You would be incorrect. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, sorry, I, I did pronounce it. It's cabriole. Oh. So it's not a cheese. Chris, do you want to have a crack at this one? Is it a, is it a dance move? Some sort of thing where you kind of... Flourish it's like, it's like, the, it's like the hokey pokey, but with a more pretentious <laughs> name. Uh, you would be correct. Wow. Unfortunately, it's not. It's a ballet jump involving a scissor-like motion of the leg. Oh, scissor legs. So there you Ladies, go. that's one for you. Uh, Ooh, you learn things on this show. Here we go. Heel jack. What do you think it might be? Oh, is this one for me as well? Yes, it is one for uh, you as well. Heel jack. Heel um, jack. Hmm. Let's see. Um, th- that sounds like a Moby Dick character, but I think it might be cheese. Well, you're wrong in the Moby Dick. What do you think it is, Kevin? I was going to go cheese. You're both wrong. It's a dance move <laughs> in country line dancing. Can you see that neither of us dance as well? Oh, yeah. this is wonderful. Uh, Kevin, Pippin. That's a uh, character from Moby Dick. You are correct, yes. Chris, the grapevine. Um, it's a magazine in New Zealand that was published <laughs> published by Christians, but it's kind of made to look like it's not. And you so kind of think, wow, you read it's kind of it's inspirational. And then you go, oh, no, I was it's, oh, you tricked me. Yeah. So you're going to go with cheese? Yeah. You're incorrect. Kevin? <laughs> Although it would be very delicious, I might add. Uh, repeat it again. Grapevine. Okay, we've had Moby Dick for a while and we've had cheeses for a while, so I'm going to go... Dance move. You are correct. If, if you want to make a bit of a joke of it, it's the basic of all jazz aerobic exercises. Okay. I'd never exercise. You clearly haven't done uh, the bus stop either. Uh, Kevin Manchigo. Cheese. You are correct. Indeed, <laughs> it is a cheese. 
Chris. That sounded like a Mexican sexual position. What about this one? It's Hashtigo. Um, see, that sounds like it sounds like a it sounds like a dance move. You are incorrect. What about you, Kevin? Uh, uh, I'm going to go with cheese. You're incorrect. It is a Moby Dick character. Really? Can yes. you say it again? Tashtigo. Okay. What Why about- didn't he name just normal? What, what was wrong with John? Oh, well, I'm not sure. But, Kevin, what about Quark? Spell it. Q- <laughs> Q-U-A-R-K. It's uh, a molecule that vibrates faster than the speed of light. No, um, yes, but not, not I'm, category. Uh, it's a know. character in Deep Space Nine, also. True, but really, yes. Well, then I'm going to go maybe to character. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> it's a cheese. I'm sorry. Going to keep this moving. Wow, Peleg, Chris, um, cheese. Wrong. Moby Dick character, Kevin, Alamade, cheese. Wrong. Dance move. Oh, Chris, Hollowback. <laughs> um, something involving wooden horses and naked people. Cheese. Wrong again. You clearly haven't listened to Gwen Stefani. It's a dance move. And finally, anybody can take this one. <coughs> yarg. What's a yarg? Come on. I'm going to get cheese again. You are correct. Yes! And with that, you're five to one. You won that one, Kevin. Wow, that's so the, the house wins for this excellent. this evening. That was like a really surreal game of rock paper scissors, to be honest. Oh, it is, and I love yeah. it. I love it. I wonder how people did at home. Please uh, let us know on oh four two seven joy nine four nine. You are listening to the Cubby House with Chris Banks, and we have had a message in, have we? No, we haven't. But we would like to hear back from you on our discussion topic for tonight's show, which is what social gathering would you like to be a part of. But I've had reservations attending, and this is how you can get hold of us. Want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash the Cubby House. The Cubby House project on Joy 94.9. I'm assuming we've got a bit of a party mix going on because you just recently got back from a decent trip, didn't you? Oh, uh, it was an amazing trip. It was my first trip through Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fantastic. Just after hibernation, my boyfriend pulled me aside and said, oh, I've got a surprise for you. I've been emailing your aunt in Cardiff, and we have organized for you to go through Europe. I'm like, okay, thanks. I actually hate flying with a passion. Um, And true to form, the plane rides on this flight were awful. There was constant turbulence. At one point flying into KL, there was monsoon, and the plane dropped, I'm not kidding you, about 100 meters straight down. I swear we were about to smack into the tarmac. But anyway, fantastic trip. We did London, Cardiff, Paris, Zurich, uh, Munich, Salzburg, and Prague. So it was a whirlwind tour. Um, But amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Okay, so you've named all the places. What the hell did you do? Well, flew into London, um, did all the touristy things. By the way, Big Ben, not so big. No, it isn't. It's, it's, It's deceptively big in pictures isn't it yeah it's 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 underwhelming but you know still still beautiful london eye was amazing we did it at both day and night i would definitely recommend people do it at night fantastic um also walked all the way up to the top of saint paul's cathedral um and then went out to the harry potter studio tour which i was basically a kid for that entire day when are you not (laughs) funny um i was really Reserved. I only spent two hundred pounds at the gift shop. Mm-hmm. Um, bought whole 
pack of accessories, including a Gryffindor scarf, so you'll see me wandering around in it now whenever I can. And what other accessory were you shamelessly prancing around with in front of your TV? Uh, was I? Was I? What? You mean the... Oh, the wand! Oh, yes, we got the universal remote control. So it's got 14 actions, and you can control devices with the wand. And I got the Sonic Screwdriver version of it as well, because we went to the Doctor Who exhibit as well. Um, but we also tried butterbeer, which is disgusting, by the way. It's <laughs> basically creaming soda with cream on the top of it. It's pure sugar, and they feed this to children that then run around the entire studio for the rest of the time. So I just wanted to bump a couple of them off. But absolutely amazing. If you're a Harry Potter fan, I would definitely, definitely, definitely uh, recommend it. Um, what else, what else, what else? Cardiff went to the Doctor Who exhibit, spent Christmas with my family, and they are trying to drag me back there again. Hang on, you went to Doctor Who, did you take any photos in the sets? Uh, I took about 800 photos at Harry Potter alone, and about 500 at in the Doctor Who exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doctor Who exhibit actually wasn't well lit, but I still managed to get some fantastic, fantastic things. And they actually got the costume from the new... Uh, companion as well for Doctor Who fans who know what it is. That, over the moon, over the moon. Um, then went off to Paris. Eiffel Tower, by the way, is huge. That's the exact opposite of Big Ben. It is, it's bigger than the Eureka Tower. Hmm. Like all the photos you see, it looks deceptively small. You go to the top, and by the way, the weight is ridiculous. It took us an hour just to get to the elevator, and then another 45 minutes to get to the top. And we did it at night, so it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking at the top with the wind blowing around, you know, blowing me off the top, looking down all the little ants, which were the people. But, yeah, absolutely amazing, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Did you want to jump off like Grace Jones in A View to a Kill? Strangely not. It was more romantic than that. <laughs> okay. But thanks for that image. And they've got cages, so you can't actually do it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it was fantastic. Um, then we went off to Zurich which mm-hmm. is the most beautiful city in the world. I've decided I'm probably going to move there when I get old. Um, Munich next year. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, and then, oh, the, the fireworks. We went to the biggest fireworks display in Europe. There were 200,000 people there. And there was like 25 minutes of nonstop fireworks. It was so loud. It was like thunder. You just heard it echoing into the distance and your chest just thumped with every single one of them. And they had the most amazing fireworks. Like when they exploded, they actually went into shapes. Like there were cubes or spirals or smiley faces. Or anything. I've got a video. I might release it later. But fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, Munich was only there for a short while, just long enough for my um, boyfriend to subject me to a stein of beer, so a liter of beer. And I don't drink beer. I'm not a fan of it, but... I did my best and got through it. Um, Salzburg was a little bit disappointing um, until we did the Sound of Music tour. And I've never actually finished watching the movie. I always get to the bit where they're strumming on the hill and I fall asleep. Um, but you, it was You've beautiful. seen more than I have then. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was actually really, really beautiful. Um, and then Prague, um, again, just wandering around seeing the cobblestones and the astronomy tower and absolutely beautiful. And then we got sick in Prague, which wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a mammoth meal of 900 grams of meat, which was duck and sausages and lamb and pork and three oh. different types of dumpling. And so Jack will probably rib me for this, but yeah. I ate two different types of sauerkraut. So you didn't do an orgy that night. Then. Uh-huh. And then I had a liter of beer with that as well, but that just, it was too much for my system. So we spent two days in the hotel room, just chilling and relaxing and then flew back. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So mammoth, mammoth tour. And um, I think, Apparently, Michael and my family are already organizing for me to go back in September. 
And I think a few of those grey hairs have receded since. <laughs> I'm a lot more relaxed, so it's good. Well, that's good because there is a question I'd like to pose to those who are listening to this show. And that is, what social gathering would you like to be part of but have reservations attending? Want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash thecubbyhouse. SMS 0427-JOY949. Email at onair at joy.org.au. Or use the Joy 94.9 iPhone app to listen in and send in your feedback. The Cubby House Project on Joy 94.9. And on The Cubby House, we have specifically dragged in this wonderful man who we call Christopher Banks. Welcome back. Hello. I'm also known as Bipolar Bear in case people are going, who the hell's Christopher Banks? I don't care. Well, that's right. And you write a bipolar blog based on your own experiences, um, not only with your own condition, but through being part of medical um, research and, and assisting people. Well, basically, you know, I'm you know one gay mental person trying to help other gay mental people through... Music and dance. No, I, I write stuff. Through interpretive dance? Um, yeah, but it's all kind of wordy, so not really dancey. Oh. But if I say through music and dance, people go, oh, wow, that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> yes. I don't like reading. It's kind of, those reading's hard, people say. I just, just give me something to watch with colour and sound. They're just lyrics on a page. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now, we deliberately brought you in because this is something which we found out just downstairs. You and I have a similar reaction to... Uh, social anxiety, and we wanted to cover anxiety in general. So I wanted to know, how could you describe the distinguishing the feelings of anxiety from our general understanding of what stress is? Okay. Well, I would say that the different, chief difference between you know, having an anxiety condition and just that sort of butterflies in the stomach feeling nervous before you're about to, say, make a speech at your cousin's wedding or something like that. Imagine that the most nervous you've ever felt about something um, and then imagine feeling like that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, particularly in relation to social gatherings, it's that deep, uh, intense kind of stress to the point where you would actually not go um, because there's just a, an sort of an abject fear of, of something awful happening. And it's usually around your own embarrassment, you know, so that something awful is going to happen to you. You're going to make an idiot of yourself. Mm, so it's like a fear. Yeah. Right. What are some of the more common triggers of anxiety? Well, I mean, they're some of the more common triggers. I mean, social gatherings, um, crowds. Um, there are, um, you know, if you have something like post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, if, if something particular has happened in your life, um, it could be anything from a, you know, a, a car accident to a loved one dying to, you know, um, sexual abuse or, or rape, and it becomes certain um, triggers for people, and, and things that are uh, attached to the event, even peripherally, can then um, become triggers for people. Like I was uh, saying to you guys before about, say, if someone's been in a car accident and they were hit by a red car, they might find that they're they're out somewhere in the street and they might see a red poster and the the connection in the brain goes back to the memories and the fight or flight response is activated wrongly mm. and you you freak out and I, I suppose that's really what connects all different forms of anxiety really is that you've you've got um your brain is being um triggered um to react in fear that is out of proportion to the the thing that's actually happening to you 
So if this kind of wasn't reviewed and, and actually addressed and dealt with, I'm presuming there'd be some sort of further long-term condition that would stem out of this, like uh, like self-isolation would be one that would come to mind? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if your, your chief technique for dealing with these feelings of anxiety is, is avoidance, then you're going to become um, more and more um, isolated. Um, you know, for example, say somebody who has, has been in a car accident um, suddenly thinks, okay, I, I, I can't drive anymore because I just have an intense fear of, of, of driving a car. And that can, that can then lead to, okay, I, I don't want to go out in the street because there's cars there. And so you remain inside your house. And so these things can um, escalate if you're not actually addressing the, the, the feelings that are actually underlying it and, and confronting the, you know, the evidence that's in front of you. Do you think it's one of those things that you can't really do in the moment? Like you can't sit there and go, I've got anxiety right now. Or is it something that they've got to realize after the fact? Well, the thing is that with, with practice, um, you can actually take, um, take control of you know, a, a sort of an, an, anta- a, an attack or an intense feelings of anxiety in the moment. But of course, you have to realize that this, has been, this is a recurring problem for you. And of course, when you know that in your calmer moments, you can, it's like a disaster, really. You're kind of preparing or able to prepare for the worst so that you know when you're going into a situation that's particularly cr- triggering, say it might be a social gathering, um, then you can um, have um, plans in place if you, if, you have, um, if you have things coming along. We might have a look at those plans in just a few moments here on The Cubby House. Join 94.9. With The Cubby House on Join 94.9, we are talking to Christopher Banks, who's the writer of the Bipolar Bear blog, who here to talk with us about anxiety. Now, the reason I bring all this up, Chris, is we all went at some point yesterday to the Midsummer Carnival. And I've found over the course of my years, one of the things I have issues dealing with is not just a crowd, but a large crowd of people. And usually in a confined area, such as a pub or as the case was, as the crowd grew in midsummer, that very confined space around the stalls or just a a general seating area. And I realized this at some point because it's been an ongoing thing for years, but I don't. I didn't have at the time what I would normally do in that situation. And for me, it was a case of put myself in a different role. So I've been a photographer or a, a, a presenter and gone and got interviews and done something. What about yourself? Is, is there something you normally do or is there other techniques that you've heard of that might help people who deal with that sort of social anxiety? Well, I have done as, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, you know, I've, I've gone into um, very, you know, densely populated events, including Midsummer. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some shooting there for a, a new film I'm making about um, gay men and body image. And yeah, it's, it's it almost the, the, the fact that you're doing something almost becomes a, a shield. And it, it may seem kind of a bit of a paradox, really, especially if you're doing something like photography, because you think, okay, you're going to an event where normally you'd be terrified of interacting with people, um, and then you're going to do something that's actually going to bring you directly into contact with having to talk to people and perhaps strangers. But um, it, it can, you know, it's like you said, it's like wearing a coat or you know, putting on a, a different personality. But if you happen to be in a in a situation or you know um, a, a crowd a, a supermarket these things can come on anywhere if you're having um, panic attacks um, 
there are several things that you can do. One thing is to just basically go back into your body, start to um, control your breathing, because you'll notice that your breathing's getting very rapid. So, um, you know, put, put a hand on your chest and, and on your stomach and breathe in and out very slowly and just start to, those there's just those feelings within your body, just very sort of simple primal stuff to kind of, and concentrate on that rather than the thoughts. Um, once that starts to calm down, if you've got thoughts rushing through your head saying, I, I can't handle this, um, I'm out of control, just counter that with the opposite um, statement. And yeah, I mean, other things to do with your body, like um, sitting down if you can and just noticing the, 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 the feeling of your, your body pressed against you know, the, the chair or, or the ground. And you notice that after a few minutes, the feelings should uh, start to subside. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, you mentioned something at, at some point today that I felt guilty when I had to leave Carnival and you counteracted that with what? Well, one of the big things that people sort of get into the cycle of is, I have to go to this event, but I feel bad. I have to go to this event. I don't want to be here, but I have to be at this event. I don't want to be. People need to realize that you don't have to go to the event. If you are feeling anxious at an event, there is nothing wrong with removing yourself from an event or not going. You can own that and go, no, thank you. I'd rather not be at that event or no, thank you. I need to take a break now and take a friend with you if you need to, if you need someone to go and talk to. Don't be afraid to own what you're feeling thank you very much now somebody if you've seen the movie probably you, you might understand thank this. you very much chris for coming in and having a chat with us about that yes oh it's fine you know it, it's it was on the way i was just so anxious about this <laughs> it, it, you really just put me in my ease oh that's lovely now where can people find out more information about your blog as well um uh, uh, bipolarbear.co.nz is uh, because i i come from new zealand just in case you didn't know. Uh, Who let him in the studio? It's Well, look, he said SMS before, and it sounded very New Zealandish to me, because he said SMS. <laughs> All right. Well, just that blog again, if we can. Bipolarbear.co.nz. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank now you, you can go. You're with the Cubby House on Joy 94.9 with Kevin and Cookie with our special guest tonight, Kevin, uh, Christopher Banks. Kevin Banks, <laughs> almost, almost. Sounds like a football manager, doesn't it? Christopher Banks. I'm going to hear from Kevin Banks now, <laughs> talking about that team that plays the thing. Oh, very butch of you. Yeah. Very butch. Very, very butch Non-specific of you. sport. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of all things butch and whatnot, we might go to something we like to call... Exploring the world, keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right, get your geek on Oh, nerdy. Whatever. That's right. Just break the stereotypes. Nerds can be butch too. Yes. All right. So as it turns out, NASA isn't quite finished with the moon. Along with rumors of a hovering lunar base, there are reports that the agency is considering a proposal to capture an asteroid and drag it into the moon's orbit. Researchers from the Keck Institute of Space Studies in California have confirmed that NASA is considering a plan to build a robotic spacecraft to acquire a small asteroid and place it in high lunar orbit. They envision a craft that propels itself to the target asteroid, probably a small space rock about seven metres wide. After studying it briefly, the robot would catch the asteroid in a bag measuring about 10 metres by 15 metres and bring it back to the moon. As my boyfriend says, NASA appears to be shopping for space rocks. (laughs) Altogether, the mission would take about six to ten years. 
um, and cost about $2.6 billion, slightly more than the NASA's Curiosity Mars rover, and were completed by the 2020s. Um, robotically bringing an asteroid to the moon instead of a man operation um, would be attractive basically because it's easier to do and actually sending a manned spacecraft would send them off and have them exposed to radiation um, outside of the magnetic field of the Earth, which protects us, um, and also leaves them for potential to not be able to be rescued. Mm -hmm. Um, The project obviously still needs some technical and scientific fine-tuning, says the co-leader Lewis Friedman of the Planetary Society, but he sees it as an important boost to exploration. Such work could help develop ways to use asteroid material for construction or spaceship fuels, making the captured asteroid a stepping stone for human missions, missions, because I can speak, to larger asteroids and eventually to Mars. But that's right, we're going to go and capture an asteroid and bring it into the moon so the moon will have its own little orbiting asteroid. Wow. So but it's going to be the moon around the moon. Basically, yes. Yeah. And what is that going to do to the tectonic... The oh, the thing is fields? tiny. It's seven meters wide. It's absolutely tiny. And apparently they're going to try and land on it, have, like practice manned landings. And I can just imagine them landing on this thing and shooting off into space because it's so tiny. But whatever... If they've got $2.6 billion to spend instead of fixing their economy, go for it. I'd rather build something like the Starship <laughs> Enterprise, thank you. Well, that's the idea. They're trying to get materials in the asteroid to see if there's something that they can use to further their development. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you very much, Kevin, for that wonderful bit of research. I, I come love up with quirky stuff. <laughs> you do. You do. I, I love the moon. I just wanted to say that. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Aww. No, not in a kind of lovey-dovey way, in, well, a, in a kind hard. of a sort of creepy way. <laughs> okay, yeah. and on that note, let's move on. Indeed. I'm going to follow that up in two <laughs> seconds. And what we'd like to know, which we're going to get to uh, in a few minutes, is the answers, which we'd like on 0427JOY949, is the answer to the question, what social gathering would you like to be part of but have reservations attending? Want to have your say on the Cubby House project? Contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash the Cubby House. The Cubby House project on Joy 94.9. And on the Cubby House's kink corner, we are going through a few more definitions of filias this week. So I have to ask, is there a filia for loving the moon? I'm going to have a look at that because I reckon <laughs> that's a really, really good It would good seem one. like lunophilia. It, 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 it surely has to have the word lunar in it. Not necessarily. But I will do my research and come back to you. You better. I'll be checking you next week. Well, one I actually found that you actually fitted into was this first one. And it's, uh, let's see if I can pronounce, uh, Pygmalionism or uh, ag- <laughs> agalomatophilia? Was that uh, how- I'll leave that with you. And what does it mean, Cookie? It, it means uh, you have an attraction to statues, mannequins, or just general immobility. Okay, I'm actually going to give some context to this. You better. <laughs> yes, yes. Wandering around the Louvre and the British Museum, I found that I have a new love for marble statues. I think they're absolutely beautiful. Um, is there a difference between finding something beautiful and then getting an erection because of it? I mean, that's that's what well, we're, with Philly is. That's what we're talking about, it, isn't it? it, it no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just interested. It wasn't to the point of <laughs> erection, but I did look at some of them and go, why the heck aren't you alive right now? You're actually kind of hot. Do you have this one, perhaps, then? Alpha Megamelia. 
Which is an attraction to older guys. Mm. <laughs> I had to just stop there. Just, just go back a step. <laughs> he segued into that oh, by no. you were looking at statues of people who are dead now <laughs> and saying, not- that must mean you're into older men. <laughs> We we leave cooking and his segues. It's it's like liking the moon. You it's just the, move on from it. <laughs> you don't just ex- explore. Is all I'm, I'm saying. I'm assuming he's meaning older men that are alive today. Right. Ideally, yes. Um, I prefer the company of mature men. And no, I don't get interaction around them all the time. Before you ask, Chris. Um, but generally, I'm turned on by older men. Yes. Okay. Well, here's another one that I came up with, which is kind of a throwback to last week's cuckold fetish, and it's amorophilia, which is partner who is unable to see them during sex, blind or blindfolded sex partner. And if you're not aware of what we were talking about last week, you're going to have to check out our podcast feed later on in the week when I get it up. (laughs) I was going to say, you haven't got it up yet, Cookie. No, I haven't. Uh, Now, here's one for you, Kevin, because I know how much you love this topic. Mm. Arachnophilia. Which you are definitely not. Which is the wow. uh, sexual attraction to spiders. Now, that would be a really interesting movie because there have been so many movies done with you know spiders and people being terrified of them. But imagine if you had like a villain in a movie that was kind of turned on by spiders and was kind of rubbing them all over themselves and that. And, then, yeah, and, they, and they want to unleash poisonous spiders on the world, but they kind of have Can a Can we finish. move on to the next topic, please? Yeah, here's it's, a funny one for all those uh, people who love the Android-Apple uh, argument. Androidism, <laughs> which is an asexual attraction to robots with human features. So that is your kink corner for this week, gentlemen and ladies. And this is the Cubby House on Joy 94.9. We have got one more track before we're about to kick off. Um, oh, you want to throw that one in, do you? Yes, I don't want that one. I want this one. Okay, we'll throw that one in then. All right, can I push play now? You may push play. Woo-hoo! And you're on the Cubby House for a few more minutes here on Joy with Kevin and Cookie and special guest Chris Banks, the bipolar bear writer on Joy. Now, we've covered a fair few things here. Anxiety, um, Kevin's trip, kink corner. And we've had a question running, which for those who have only just tuned in, is what... Social gathering, would you like to be a part of, but have reservations attending? Thank you very much. We have had a few responses. Uh, Dean Beck says, uh, great to hear you guys on air. Thank you very much just for the Thanks, quick, Dean. quick shout out. Um, now, we've had Phil from St Kilda message in, Midsummer Carnival in the Dust Bowl known as Birung Ma. Now, uh, okay, yes, yes, yes. And we've had another Phil message in saying, Underbear, I've never been able to get over being semi-naked in semi-public. Wow. So thank you very much to those people who've messaged in. Um, if you'd like to contribute anything across the week to The Cubby House, we are on Facebook as facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. Now, Chris, we've mentioned before you're the writer of the Bipolar Bear blog. Where can people find you if they didn't hear before? Uh, bipolarbear.co.nz is the URL of the website. And what type of articles do you actually write on there? Um, I write about my own experience of mental illness, but I also kind of go into sort of issues that affect um, gay men's mental health in general. 
um, social issues, political issues, really anything that I want to write about, really. <laughs> so yes. a good plethora of topics. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I would say to, to Phil, go to Underbear, because I felt exactly like you did. Um, really, that your worst fears will not be realized. I, to be honest, I think Phil has gone to one or two of them, but I don't know if... if yeah. We don't know, and... If he hasn't, that's fine. It's also mm. important to remember if you right. don't feel comfortable at those events, don't feel pressured that you have to go. No. Um, we can obviously tell you, like, I've been to Underbear and I've loved it. Mm-hmm. It's been an amazing experience, but it's not for everyone. And if you want to stay home, feel free to stay home. If you don't, stretch your limits, try it. You can always leave. Yeah, exactly. If you just want to do it because you think, tick a box, I've done that. You mm. know. And grab a friend, one that mm. you're comfortable <laughs> seeing <laughs> naked or yes. semi-naked, I suppose. That could be taken many ways, Kevin. Well, not that way. I mean socially. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me into my last question for you, Chris. Yes. I don't know if we've given you this one before, but we'll give it to you again. I think see you if may it's, have, it's, but, see if it's yes. changed. Uh, what's one most important piece of sex advice you'd give your virgin self? Um, boy, George, boy George was right. Sometimes a cup of tea is better than sex. I've had some really good cups of tea, but I wouldn't say they were better than sex. Oh, sometimes it's really just not worth it. You just think, oh, I could have just wanked. I really could have. And now it's awkward. There's a person there and I have to talk to them. It's awkward and I have to get out the room. And this, You just know the difference, people. That's what I'm saying. Is just know whether you actually want to spend the time in the company of, of another person intimately or whether you're just kind of horny. If it's the latter, just get it out the way, wipe it up and read a book. Watch a movie. Not that kind of movie. You know what I mean? Just, yes. Entertain yourself otherwise. Yeah, because, I mean, your hormones lie. What? Hormones lie. In, in what way do you say they lie? Because they take over. It's like we were talking before about anxiety, and it's kind of an irrational feeling that takes over. So is horniness. It's kind of the most important thing is for your penis to explode. and But then as soon as, as that is finished your rationality comes back and then if you're in the wrong situation at that time boy it's just it's awful well sometimes you're in the wrong situation during and you're like okay i'd rather just leave now thanks yeah sometimes hormones do hormones don't get you through some really bad experiences but it's it's the drop you know what i mean it's at the end of sex because you get the ultimate kind of the big the the climax and then suddenly bang it's like the body goes i've done now you can go back to normal and then suddenly it's like waking from a bad dream and oh my god who the hell is this person hopefully people haven't felt that way about this show we're back on air for the first time in six months i'd hate for them to sit there and think you know bang the show's over now oh i'm done and they're probably feeling that at the start, really. They've, oh, really, they've really switched off. Well, they he, didn't thanks, like Chris. Here's well, Simon, it's my fault, too. I've been talking. <laughs> Here's the problem, because we've got another hour coming up after us with Christian and Eva called the Vixen Hour. And if you didn't listen in last week, they're talking about sex work. I, don't, I think one of them is a sex worker. So you might have to tune in and find out Ooh. what all that's about. Sounds interesting. Yeah, yes. the theory from us now. Listen to practice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but so, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And so from us here at the Cubby House, we'll catch you next week, same time and same place, here on Joy 94.9. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Cubby House, and check out the podcast soon to be updated this week.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.